Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And if you needed any further proof that TMZ is assigned to Johnny Manziel on a 24-7 basis... There you have it. They were right on the spot with pictures of the car and the airbag deployed and everything else. So that statement by by the uh, Buccaneers wide receiver, who's who was it? Uh, the, the racist comments, Murphy, Lewis Murphy. There's your answer, Lewis Murphy. You think Jameis is being followed by TMZ on a on a on a twenty four seven basis? Uh, no. Johnny Manziel is, and he's in the news again. The guy can't stay out of trouble, right, Chris Landry? <laughs> uh, that is so true. I, I mean, just, uh, uh, I, I every time I put an update. Yeah, uh, on, on my website, I'm thinking, why am I doing this? You know, I know, I know people want to, you know, I just, I don't get into. But the, he gets just, clicks, you yeah, know. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just put it, you know, hey, this happened, and you know, because they, I don't know, maybe the people that keep asking me, is Johnny going to be on a team this year? I guess I'm hoping maybe they read that and they say, yeah, the question. there you go. Um, read LandryFootball.com yeah. and yeah. you'll find out. Yeah, it's just listen, it's it's not one of those things where it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm basically information's been reported already on. Yeah, uh, by, it's got it. But I mean, it's just one of those things where, yeah, you gotta mention it, and I really don't care to. But it is, it is a part of it because it's a, it's a player that was in the league, a high pick, and continues to have problems. But you know, it's I got asked this in another show today about you know this time of year and getting phone calls. There's never. a Usually, when the phone rings, particularly after midnight, it's never good. This time of year, you hold your breath because you you wonder what guys are doing. You tell guys, just don't do anything that's stupid. You, you can have fun, uh, you live your life, but you know if if you act as if you know your 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 loved ones were watching you, you know, would you do it? If the answer is no, then don't do it. You know, just just find a way to have fun and not be stupid. Uh, but Johnny, in in this case, he appears like he may be the victim, and that's fine. But he always, uh, even when it's you know, he's puts himself in a lot of situations where things happen, and um, it's very unfortunate. Well, but, yeah. One of the real bad situations, and it just goes to show you got a lot of money, you got a lot of time. This guy's got a lot of money from his family, and um, it's it just goes to show you that money, if you don't use it correctly. It can be the ruination of you, and uh, mm-hmm. it certainly has been for this young man. Well, There's when you no look doubt. at the damage, it's it's on the driver's side door. I mean, it's hard to have him cause an accident to the driver's side door, but it's hard for me to believe somebody would just hit him in the side of the car and just drive off too on in, in a situation yeah, like yeah, that. Who knows? But it's it's just you know you put yourself and. Yeah, maybe a total victim here, but what about the other, you know, yeah. n- numerous situations that he's found himself and putting himself in bad situations? And uh, anyway, it's it's a time of year where you worry about guys making good well, decisions, and 
uh, or you're avoiding really dumb we, decisions. We talked with Dirk Cutter last week at, a, at, a, at an event, and he sat down and talked with us, and he, he made note of the fact that July is the number one month for arrests by NFL players, and it's because you set them loose and you yep. just sit around and hope that they have enough common sense not to get in big, big trouble, uh, certain little misdemeanors maybe, but you just you just sit around and hope that nothing bad happens. And But the arrest rate is highest in July. I'm sure you know that too. It is because it is the time before camp. Uh, it is a little bit of a holiday period with the 4th of July yep, weekend yep. stuff. And then let's kind of let loose before we, you know, go to the drudgery of camp and preseason. And it's, you know, that whole deal. And when you have players that have money, um, even young guys that get their money, first-year guys that got a little money, uh, you know, they, they don't know. Listen, they want to spend it. They want to enjoy it. And they want to show off their new this and that. And, and it leads to a lot of – a lot of them are single, lot, you know. So they do a lot of things that that are maybe dumb, um, that that happens on college campuses all around the country. But when you have money and you can do things, that puts you in greater risk, and then you are in greater risk of other people becoming involved and in targeting you. In a lot of cases, these are guys minding their own business, but then other people target them, and then they respond, and then they're the story because Joe Blow is not a story, but you know, uh, Johnny football player, um, pardon the pun, is is the story. And so you try to teach that to them, but, you know, it's always kind of a, for most of them, uh, I think you reach a lot of them and a lot of them see it, but a lot of them is, well, it's not going to happen to me and it, I'm not going to stop me from enjoying myself. And then you just hope that things, you know, work out. Well, you can enjoy correctly. yourself in today's world. Just don't, you know, just use Uber. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got, or you grab a taxi or yeah. grab a limousine with the money that these guys make. And the, every NFL team that I know have people that will come get you if yes. you have a problem. Yeah. Or every, before every, you have a problem. Every player is given a, a card. They've, they've got an 800 number they can call, and that routes it to whatever city you happen to be in. So let's say you're in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're in, you know, you know, wherever, you know, and they, they, they'll get some help. But, you know, again, it's, you know, I'm fine. I'll do this. I can do it. It's, it's not going to happen to me. Nothing bad's going to happen. No one ever does something that they really think it's bad going to happen. Um, and, 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 you know, or they wouldn't they would do, do it. it right. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where after the fact, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And, and it's, you know, often too late. So, well, uh, unless, unless it happens <laughs> in the great state of Louisiana, where I hail from, where they'll just say, Hey, you're working hard in the sun. Oh it's no my big deal. <laughs> God. I was going to ask you about that. Oh, God bless uh, that, that, that made our that? state proud. That made our state proud. <laughs> The yeah, judge I'm, says, well, you're working hard out in the sun, and we're sitting in the hair in the air conditioning, and uh, we're just going to let you go. <laughs> what was that all about? Well, I mean, how do you come up with that? I mean, you know, if you say we don't have sufficient evidence, no one can dispute that because no one has the evidence. No, they which was what the, the prosecutor wanted was we're yeah. going to drop it, you know. Yeah, we'll drop it. I mean, there's nothing, you know, listen, you know, it's uh, – Listen, you hope that you young men learn from it and this, that, and the other. But, man, to, to just say, like, well, these – I can tell you, that's the main reason. They, they work and they're, they're in the hot sun, and, and I'm not going to – you just, just – God, what a dope. And somebody elected this guy. You know? <laughs> that's right. Uh, in, uh, in Monroe. And, and, you know, the kids, the two, two young men are from Monroe. So, 
you know, I'm sure that even though they're, you know, they're Alabama, went to Alabama, you know, they, they're close in that community, and you just get a sense that they know there's people at high school coaches and people in the community that, you know, in, in, a, in a town like Monroe, I can tell you that there's a lot of that that goes on, you know, and they definitely got preferential treatment to say, hey, you know, let's it's not ruined. The, no one was hurt. No, you know, but the point is, is man, I don't know. How about some community service or something? Yeah, make them realize that. Look, all right, maybe it wasn't your gun. Maybe it was the two people in the car. But you know, you were the two that were arrested. The other two weren't and let go. They were let go. So you know exactly. Boy, you you better. You hope that these two young guys realize the break that, they got, the, the break that they got, yeah. and not. Well, hell, I'd get into trouble. You know, somebody's going to get me off. That's the attitude a lot of them take, though, Chris. They do. And that's what I'm afraid of is that, you know, next time is somebody going to get hurt. You know, they get hurt. Will somebody else get hurt? No one was physically hurt here, um, but it is dumb. And you you just hope that they learn it. And I hope Nick, you know, takes a strong stand, although I wouldn't expect Cam Robinson to sit out very long this year. He's a top ten, top he's ten guy. Really good. Yep. Really, really good. All right. Be interesting he, to see. He may line up against USC. Yeah. He may suspend him. We'll see. Oh yeah. All right. He is Chris Landry. LandryFootball.com is where you can go for all of the great information that he's going to release or has released. We will uh, be back. If you want to join us, nine nine zero in Hillsboro, Pinellas four six one. They both end in four six twenty. Stay with us. All right, 317 here on Sports Radio 620 WDAE 95.3 FM. Chris Landry in the house. You can follow him on Twitter at Landry Football or on his premium website or free website, whichever you decide to pay or read just the free stuff is LandryFootball.com. We'll get Chris to hand out his codes uh, for discounts uh, later on in the show. But right now, if you have any questions, join us on the phone lines. And, uh, Chris, one thing I wanted to address with you, obviously, Dean Blandino was on the phones yesterday and wanted to talk to all of the special teams coordinators for 32 different teams, and all of them came up with a consensus, pretty much what they didn't want to hear, <laughs> is that uh, I, I think, and I listened to somebody on Sirius XM FM uh, NFL Radio said, in all my years, I haven't seen too many concussions. I've seen a ton of knee injuries uh, for kickoffs. I mean, they're worried about the head, the head situations, Chris. But there's more injuries to knees and joints on kickoffs. Uh, I don't think they the league wants knows what to do. And there was one coordinator that said, "Hey, uh, I think." You have to uh, – uh, the owners don't really know. They're just reaching for straws here. Give us this, Give us what your opinion is as far as kickoffs and why they. you think the owners are so concerned, or is it a CYA type of thing? Well, it's more of a CYA situation, but here's the biggest problem with kickoffs. It's the play where these big, fast, strong athletes have the most – run-up time for a hit than any. You think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing football is at the line of scrimmage. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're physically going at it at the line of scrimmage, but they're not having 10- and 20-yard running starts. Can you imagine that? Um, the kickoff is the most dangerous in terms of hitting. Now, um, there, a lot of it 
is a lot of low blocking, which is why the knees have been the biggest issue. It still is. But for reasons that I can't really explain, no one really is concerned about knees ending guys' mm-hmm. career, causing them to maybe be prematurely, you know, crippled or what have you. That's not is that's not the concern. When you get the stories about the head trauma, that trumps everything. So one of those just trumps, you know, 50 of those knee injuries that no one talks about. So it certainly makes sense that you would have the potential for more concussions with any type of head contact to any part of the body of another player, head, knee, what have you, because you're going at a very high rate of speed from big different big distances. Now, the numbers don't support that. There are more concussions on kickoffs. Now, the thing you have to understand, look at the number of kickoffs versus plays at the line of scrimmage. So obviously there are less plays. But the one of the things you look at, what is the percentage of plays versus concussions, you know, you look at that, and, and I still think it's maybe a little bit high, but, but only in the sense of you'd like to, to eliminate all the concussions. You're not going to do that. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just a sport that's going to be very difficult. Yeah, you don't have to hit your head to get one either. Correct. Yeah. You, you can fall down and, and hit, and, and, it's, and it's really more of when, you hit, when your neck snap back. So it's, there's more of a chance for it to happen on kickoffs because of what I said, the distance that you can build up speed. But there are less plays on kickoffs than there are other plays, so you're not going to see the numbers correlate to that. But it is something that I think that special teams coaches feel like, hey, we got more problems with low blocks and knee injuries. Yes. That's true. That's what he said. That yep. is true. That is absolutely true. I mean, the propensity for that's much greater than being concussed. Um, and so maybe some of the rules ought to be to – you know, to to factor that in, but again, the 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 CYA uh, part that you bring up is is all about concussion because that's where the lawsuits are coming from. It's not coming from knee, knee injuries, injuries, which if they would be, then then we'd have more of that. And that's more considered part of the game, but it's certainly concussions have to be now part of the game too because you can't li- eliminate them. Their biggest problem was you weren't making us aware of how dangerous it was, and right? You know, it just doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that out. You know, I was listening to an interview with uh, one of the uh, with the New England has a new uh, special teams guy uh, who played rugby sevens rugby, and he mm-hmm. was very very interesting. And uh, Pat Kerwin was interviewing him along with former quarterback Jim Miller, and he said, you know, and they always they talked about not having a helmet. Uh, in rugby sevens, and he says, well, you always figure out a way to protect your head first. So, I mean, it's a pipe dream to think that the NFL would ever not have helmets, but there is a way that you can avoid these things. You figure out a way to keep your head out of the tackle, you know, when you're you're doing stuff like that. And they're playing a pretty rough sport in rugby. They are. A lot of people have suggested that, although it's scary to consider it, but there's a lot of truth to think about it. If you don't have a helmet on, you're not playing the same way. Mm -hmm. Or you will protect your head if you don't have a helmet on. I, I think over the years, 
what has happened, not recently, but, but in that stretch of, you know, as we got into helmets becoming more prevalent, face masks became a weapon. Right. Well, it becomes a part of your equipment that is a weapon, like, you know, having a, the ability to use a forearm. Well, you know, you're, you're doing harm to yourself and you're potentially doing harm to someone else if they, their head gets hit. And then they're snapping back. You wouldn't have that. It would be a completely different game. And it wouldn't be the, the violent uh, collisions with the shoulders as much because the shoulder's too close to the head. And yeah. you'd be really careful about how you do it. It would be a different game. But there's a lot of people that believe you'd have far less injuries if you did. Well, and he was also saying you, you'd be better tacklers. He says because your objective is to get the person on the ground. Correct. And not hitting. Not hitting them. And get them on the ground and then get back up and start over again. And it's getting them on the ground where we we all can see you and I can see anybody can see tackling is for crap in the in the NFL and, right and, now and it's going to get worse because you don't practice right it. you can't right. can't have pads you can't do that well you can't tackle I mean you know I, the team that does the best job of tackling are the Seahawks and one of the reasons is Pete Carroll has studied. Uh, the the sport of rugby mm. and and how the tackling is and if you look at how they tackle they teach that I think that needs to become more prevalent but I think it would be a lot better if you allowed for some time to be able to tackle um, in OTAs because you got to practice it yep. I mean you can't sit there yep. and you know they grow up and you learn this but I think it is something that would be better for the game if guys tackled rather than hit and. Uh, I, I, people might say, well, fans wouldn't enjoy it as much. I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I they think, would. I, I think they would enjoy it. Uh, I think they love the game, and uh, I, I don't think fans turn into to see the big hit. I think they like it, and I think it's they love it when they see it on the highlights, but I don't think they live exactly, for it. Exactly, because the NFL has made a, a career out of selling that big yes. hit. Yeah, haven't yes. They have. And so, right. But the game is get them on the ground. And the gr- correct. And the really good tacklers, and Derek Brooks comes to mind, he never helmet to helmet anybody. He rolled them down and put them on the ground. You know, the great tacklers know how to get it done. As yeah, far I, as listen, I, I want the ability to be able to tackle in space and bring a guy down. I, I take that, you know, 80% of the time than, than the 60% of I'll take a big hit, but then mm-hmm. in doing that, I'll lower my head and miss the guy completely. Right. And he gets a big uh, yard after catch run. Uh, I, I, I don't want that. I want the, the good. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Good tackling, but again, I stress, how do you learn how to tackle if, if you know, we don't have spring ball, we don't even have it in high school, limited time in cotton, where are they going to learn it? I mean, it's you got to be able to teach it. And you know what? I, I think there is something to it. Maybe we should have some sort of a protective device, but uh, teach tackling. I, I'd love bring, to see that Bring more rugby done. coaches in. And, Absolutely. You know, that, uh, I'm sure Pete Carroll has done that. He, he, absolutely. Yep. And, and I think, he would do, I think you, could, you could implement a lot of that into the youth in college, and, but allow the extra practice time to do that. I think it would make it the, the game safer in the long run 
Uh, yeah, you'd have a few little injuries. Guys would fall down and hurt their elbows. And ah, but you got to you got to learn anything. You got to practice it. And we don't practice that part of the game enough. And that's why the passing game the seven on seven is way ahead of the rest of the game is because they do it all year long you can't practice uh if you can't practice it you're not going to be a good tackler all right we'll uh, take a time out we'll come back and start to take your phone calls here with chris landry landryfootball.com is the website stay with us we'll be right back 333 here on sports radio 620 wdae 95.3 fm chris landry in the house as we welcome you in on this wednesday afternoon I will be heading to Buffalo tomorrow for the NHL draft on Friday, so you will have Todd Wright in this seat, but uh, we'll uh, continue as we go right now with Chris Landry. Green Bay Bob is up. Good afternoon, Bob. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you? All right. How are you? Very good. How you doing, Chris? Hey, Bob. How are you? Hanging in there. Always a uh, little, you know, this time of year is in terms of football with the many camps, the OTAs is pretty much wrapped up. And hopefully, like you guys were talking about, the players can behave themselves until training camp. But uh, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you were talking last week with Steve about the, uh, you know, some of the, the, you know, as far as the major conferences in college football, and you were talking about LSU being, you know, right up there with Alabama, the defending national champs, and obviously they're, they're a very talented team, and, you know, with Leonard Fournette, and and uh, I think, like you said, the, the thing with them is whether or not they get the quarterback play they need to take it to the next level. And, of course, the uh, <clears throat> Badgers start the season with at Lambeau Field in uh, early September, the, the second time in three years they played him, and when they played – uh, two years ago, the, the Badgers actually pretty much controlled the game until the late late right. game when when they didn't get the good quarterback play and uh, LSU came on to win. Anyway, uh, what's your take on that game? I you know the Badgers have a brutal schedule this year. They they not only LSU to open the season, but they open at Michigan State, then at Michigan, then they have Ohio State at home after a bye. They go to Iowa. They go to Northwestern. They'll be lucky if they uh, finish 500 in the Big Ten, but uh, what's your take on on how they'll do this year and uh, whether or not LSU, as far as the national championship goes? Somebody buzzing well, into your phone, Bob, or something. <laughs> well, I, I do think that from a talent standpoint, LSU matches up well. Now, um, you know, they have a way of making some of these games close, but I don't think uh, this Wisconsin team is as good as a couple of years ago, and and do not have the great back that can control the game. Uh, but I expect the game to be relatively close, at least for a half into the third quarter. But I, I do think it's uh, it's a little bit different Wisconsin team. you got to factor in Michigan's getting better. And I know that it may not be on their schedule all the time, but, but the overall conference is getting a little bit stronger. Iowa will have another good team this year. Michigan State's rebuilding, but is a better program right now than Wisconsin. So it's getting... You know, we'll see what Penn State can can do under James Franklin, and so it is getting more competitive. Uh, I do think that that from a talent standpoint, I think LSU obviously will pull away on it. Uh, whether they're a national championship contender or not, um, I, I still think they've got to prove a lot in the passing game, and I still think uh, beating an Alabama is is a tough chore. But uh, they're talent-wise, they can do it. Um, but you know, we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. I think it's going to be a 
a very interesting season in the SEC. I think Tennessee has got a lot of hope on the east side. I would not uh, sleep on uh, Georgia or Florida in the east, and certainly Alabama is going to be there, rebuilding or not. They always rebuild, but they always have a lot of talent. So uh, I think it'll be an interesting race in both the east and the west, and I do think Wisconsin will probably back up some of the teams that we mentioned, Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, I all think are better from a talent standpoint than the, than the Badgers. What do you th- what do what do you say about that running back for Penn State? He's kind of been hiding in the woods, uh, but there's a little bit of talent there from that running back in, in, at Penn State, isn't they do, there? They do, and you know the biggest problem they had last year was controlling the line of scrimmage in the passing game or the running game. Uh, but I do think that you know ultimately what James wants to do is get that running game going. And I don't think it really really fit the offense fit what what Hackenberg could do, and they couldn't protect him. But I think you'll see a little bit more of uh, the ability to be able to run the football, some sprint out stuff. Um, they're not a true spread, but they'll they'll go with tempo. And he is a very quick back. He's a, you know really did a good job as a young guy, and I think he's got he runs behind his pads with really good balance. And I think he's you know he's one of the better backs and. Uh, I can't wait to watch him, um, you know, this year. All right, uh, let's continue on. Dr. J is up next with us. Good afternoon, Dr. J. How are you, Steve? Dr. J, boy, it's been a long time since we've heard from you. Yeah, How have you been? How you doing? Well, I'm doing well. And yourself, Chris? Good, doing really good. You, you must get a lot of comments with that name now. Uh, yeah, I get a few. But I <laughs> Especially from <laughs> Philly, yeah. Uh, as an LSU alum, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Great. Uh, Thanks, sir. And my my question would be, you know, you compared rugby to football, and even if I think we removed the helmets and the shoulder pads, do you really think there would be a decrease in the number of concussions? Oh, I don't know. I think that, that what you would see is you would see a – first of all, it's not going to happen, but yeah. in theory, in, in – one of the things I think would make some sense, and I, I didn't say remove the shoulder pads. I, I don't think that's that's a smart thing. No. Um, under any circumstance. I think what you could do in teaching tackling, what it would do, it would improve your ability to tackle and not use the head as much and stick it in because you didn't have the helmet. I think if you did that in practice, it would translate over mm-hmm. to the game a little bit more when you did have a helmet. You follow me? Well, we just don't right, do well, it that way. Right. Well, when I was brought up in, uh, you know, small, t- you know, small league, you know, football, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, they told you put your helmet right in the middle of the guy's chest and drive him to the ground. Yeah, and well, you know, really the way you, you the way you're supposed to be taught is head and to I the think side, isn't head it? Head to the side, and yep. you lead with the shoulder. And you know, I think a lot of youth football, and and unfortunately, it's it's the worst coach youth sport we have. And you, you don't agree. you don't well, want, you don't want to have the 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 head in there. And, and the NFL not, is to, partly to blame with their heads up situation. They're they're saying the same thing: keep your head up, bury it in the chest. They're not saying head to the side. It's yeah. just it, it's they're, they're they're the blame too. Yeah. Now let me campaign. say this: if you can't this this is this is important to note. Head up is important. Yes. Because you don't want your head down. Yes. Head up is important because 
often you will go to lead with your shoulder, but you're hitting a moving target. So if you then hit them with your face up, well, that's what you want instead of your head down. Mm-hmm. That becomes Agreed. dangerous in a neck injury because you can't always control where they're going to hit you. You go to hit it, but it comes to hit you. So your face needs to be up. You just don't want to you know, bury your face face up into the player. You want to try to hit the side, and um, that, that's ultimately what you want to do. And uh, sometimes you get you get a knee to the, the chin, and that's uh, a lot of issues. Yeah. Oh, boy, that, that'll do it. Any boxer can <laughs> yep. do that. Well, and your football.com is where Chris Landry hangs out when he's not hanging out with us. Uh, you want to make sure you go there when we come back. We'll get you the codes that will give you the discounts. We'll also talk to Dan in Tampa. Stay with us. 990 in Hillsboro, Pinellas 461. They both end in 4620. Okay, 348 here on Sports Radio 620 WDAE 95.3 FM. As we continue here on this Wednesday, Chris Landry is with us. Chris, discount codes for your website as our listeners continue to take advantage of it. Absolutely. For our Tampa audience, we love we love the folks that listen to WDAE. And, yeah, you can get a 50% discount on the first month at LandryFootball.com. Uh, so you great way to try it out, and you really want to get a, a good advantage, uh, take advantage of a discount, 25% off the first year. So that will take you through you know, all the season, through the draft, the next year at this time. So the 50% discount for one month, you just type in the to- code TAMPA, and for the 25% discount for one year, WDAE Tampa. So instead of $99, it's $75 for a mm-hmm. year. You know, in the first month, it's four ninety nine. Instead of nine dollars and ninety nine cents, so Tampa for the first for the fifty uh, percent off for one month, WDAE Tampa for a full year's discount. And there's a lot of stuff coming up when mm-hmm. teams make make cutdowns. Who's going to be available? Who's all the be college on previews rosters. are breaking yep. down all yep. the, the the depth charts and rosters of the NFL and the college. So yeah, we, there's no off season. We're we're grinding and getting everybody ready for the season. Doing a lot of fantasy stuff so you really can get a good feel for um you know personnel around the league and teams and whatnot so we're really excited about where we're going we've got some um you know some some people that are going to contribute to our, our friend bob who is just on is writing a couple of things for us particularly the packers history and things oh, like wow. that so we're uh, we're really really excited about uh, the, the where we're uh, headed towards excellent let's go to dan in tampa good afternoon dan Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm doing hey, great. How are you? Uh, doing well. And I, just talk, talking about the rugby tackling, uh, I think a couple of points that were brought up in a couple of the last callers, um, it's not taught correctly. And where we're at a disadvantage is we don't have properly trained tackling coaches, whereas in, in the other countries that play a lot of rugby, they're taught at a very, very young age by qualified coaches. So that's that's one thing that's that's huge, and also um, I disagree with taking away the shoulder pads. I really well, think nobody said that nobody said to take away the shoulder pads. Yeah, no, no we, well, we said I just. Think should, I, I think they should go away. Why? Because because they're used as a weapon, as as the head is as well. You can you can wear a a different shoulder pad like worn in rugby, where it's just a foam rubber pad, and you take the plastic shell off of it. Well, so you still have a pr- protection against contusions and things like that, 
but yet you're not able to use that. But the way you these know, guys that. hit, you got to protect the shoulder, shoulder too. As yeah, far as I, that's concerned. what I worry about uh, is having the protection for there's different type of athletes with their knees getting up into a shoulder without proper shoulder press. I, I would want to hear some some trainers. Yeah, they're not trying to protect somebody's shoulders. They're trying to protect people's heads. Yeah, you know, for you the know. most part. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I think that I think it's I, you know, listen. I don't think we're going to go that drastic. We're not going to do either one. Oh, I no, think what, no. what you're right. I'm saying is I'd like to see in practice in some of these OTAs where we can have some of the we we call them shells where we have those those lighter shoulder pads. They're not full pads, and we do that mm-hmm. a lot in the in the walkthroughs. But I think you can do some proper tackling. You know, from a from a slow motion standpoint, to teach it a little bit better, so that exactly, you ingrain it. Exactly what I was talking about, Chris, and and even uh, with the high school team that we have, the local rugby high school team, these guys are coming out of football programs, and they don't get it. Their heads across the body, and and if we change that mindset where it's still taught today in in high school football, right, put the head across the body on the on the ball rather than to the shoulder. The way a rugby tackle is taught is cheek on cheek. So basically, the cheek of your face is on the cheek of the butt. With right, if it's a right shoulder tackle, then the right foot is in between the feet. Right. And that's where you generate all your energy. It's it's still you know even at what we would consider a higher level. I'm not saying NFL, but you know not a juvenile where it's eight years old that are players that are learning it. Even in the high school level, these guys are getting ready to go to college. They're still being being taught. Uh, in proper form. Well, and let's remind everybody, this is how our sport was founded from rugby. It, so it, 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 this is how it was taught for years and years. And then it eventually gravitated towards the, the wild hit and the big hit, and it became less tackling and more hitting. And so it was kind of like, like we tend to do things at times. We tend to Americanize it, and sometimes it's not for the better. It's more exciting, but... You know, that's that's what our game. It was it was a rugby scrum, and that's what we then we we did different things. In fact, you go back to um, guy the early years. The president uh, saved the sport from being abolished uh, because they had so many deaths, and and you know when the sport was basically a northeast sport, and then they decided, okay, we're going to break the rugby scrum, and we're gonna we're gonna get a T formation and. Then they introduced the the pass. The forward pass was what kind of saved it because it was considered a barbaric sport. And then, you know, you had the guys, you know, that the the great coaches in the Northeast ended up moving out West. And, you know, Howard, the great Howard Jones moved out to USC. And, you know, uh, Glenn Pop Warner moved out to Stanford. I mean, you had then the sport kind of grew into the modern sport and was still a good tackling sport then. But then as it got into the modern era, meaning 50s and then more in the 60s and then definitely in the 70s, and it became more of a hitting than tackling. So ironically, we used to we used to you know be the experts in it. Now we've just kind of gone away from it because football is the sport, and the way we approach the tackling part of it is completely different. So you're right on it. All right, let's get Darren. Darren, you got about a minute. Go ahead. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Good. Darren. Uh, real quick, I thought it was funny you mentioned Pete Carroll. Uh, I coach youth football, and I'm actually the last guy they see before they hit their, their high school JV team. Mm-hmm. And Pete Carroll actually has a couple videos on YouTube that they're simply called Hawk Tackling. Uh-huh. They're pretty quick, and the, the bullet points go right through about how you should do it. And the first thing I tell the players on the first day I meet them is, well, that's your homework assignment tonight. 
watch these videos, and then we'll come out and work on it. Do that for about a week, and then we move right into the place. And so good for you. Yeah, there you we, go. We need, we need more people like you because you know what's a, the disturbing statistic of all? You know the average age in which kids quit football in this country? Young. 12. Well, I was going to say, hey, 12. 12. They don't like They, they yeah. should barely be started. And what happens is, because we don't have enough good youth coaches like yourself, kids get scared. I mean, the, the kid that just his body hadn't developed yet, he gets hit by some brute that's a little bit bigger. It, mm-hmm. it becomes, all right, and, and, and the parents say, uh-uh, we're not doing this, and you're going to go. You know, no offense, Steve, we'll go play soccer or go yeah. do something else. And, you know, but, you know. I chose it, to play soccer. And good for you. You know, that's fine. But, and my dad, my brother played big-time college football. So, I mean, he wasn't – it wasn't yeah. about a, afraid. No, no yeah. that's right. And, and so, just one of those situations where I think we need to we need to do a better job of that, and guys like yourself, teaching it at the youth level where it becomes a skill, not a just, well, this guy's – got 50 pounds on the young kid and and that's all that matters we got to teach the skill better well i gotta i gotta run for both of you but that was uh, i wish you wouldn't have been the last call but uh maybe you can put that video up on uh on your website we're gonna do it we're gonna look it up yeah Yeah. we're gonna get it because i think they do pete them do a really good job of it and he's got the right idea there you go all right my man thank you very much we will talk to you have a good trip to buffalo take care talk to you next week i'm gonna shuffle off to buffalo well it's better than going in january yeah that's right (laughs) you bet take care thank you very much with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 